0: under the helmet you do your thing all right don't be nervous okay the show that looks at long-term player value in fantasy football it's the moment right here we're gonna have to decide what, what type of team we want to be building dynasties each and every week i don't even know your name what's your name chad parsons I'm telling you man you lead leading the league in hydration <laughs> I got a Dynasty team reaping rewards for the next decade. Find written and premium audio content at UTHdynasty.com. Playing it safe in Dynasty means you're going to lose. Stop talking about it, man. Let's get this going right now. Welcome to the Helmet. I'm your host, Chad Parsons, official show of UTHDynasty.com, as well as Patreon.com slash UTH for your Dynasty content needs. This is the free show. No ads. You're just going to hear about a few of the offerings over there. Premium content at UTH, different platforms. But I wanted to go in the doldrums of summer here. A lot of times, you get your rookie draft in the rearview mirror for many of us, uh, or at least most of your Dynasty portfolio, and now, not a whole lot of Dynasty and NFL news happening. Nothing really changing the landscape. So I wanted to go over the five key things you can do on your action plan as a dynasty owner this summer. We've got, uh, I've I've said before, this is a great time to go on dynasty vacation. Uh, Myself, I'm actually going on a little bit of a vacation uh, during this point of time. But still, there are things on the action plan that you can do to prepare prepare yourself for the season as well as optimize your time during this down period rare down period because it is a 12 month a year process here to build out dominant dynasty teams so number one solidify your starting lineup. And so this is going to be an action plan in terms of dynasty trading, which is if you have a lot of these upside guys, potential players, then if you consolidate uh, that into your starting lineup, if you improve your starting lineup, thinking about it this way, you know, if you were doing a dynasty startup draft, what would you be trying to do? Well, in a super flex one, you might be looking to get two strong quarterbacks. In an existing league for one of your uh, one of your teams, you may not have two Strong quarterback options. So you might be able to upgrade your QB2 or QB3 by adding a wide receiver to that. Uh, The what ifs, the you know, being open to, as a stronger team, spending your first round pick to grease the wheels to get an auto start or stud player at a premium position to get the deal done. Uh, so solidifying your starting lineup, insulating yourself, if you've got two good quarterbacks, maybe you're really flimsy at QB3. So looking at these types of scenarios and looking for ways, especially when it's not overly deep, and I would call any lineup that's below 30 roster spots, but heck, even if, 30, if it's 30 roster spots and a too tight end format, that's pretty shallow. Superflex, I would say anything below 28 roster spots is also pretty shallow. The shallower the format, it means the more and more you have to think about consolidating trades, getting the best player in the deal, and improving your top 10 to 15 players, as opposed to thinking that player 18, 20, 25 is all that valuable, whether it's trading them or thinking that they're really close to the cut line if you're going to make a move on the waiver wire. So number one is solidifying your starting lineup and looking for those possibilities to make consolidating deals that improve your starting lineup. Number two, rebalance your roster. So this can be through the waiver wire. It can also be when you are looking at trades. And I say rebalance because sometimes you take over an orphan or sometimes you just get a little overzealous with positions that are not applicable for the format. And what do I mean by that? Well, it's okay to have some backup quarterbacks in pre, in, in superflex or in two quarterback because those are injury away options. That's a proxy for what we talk about in all formats with backup running backs. Rebalancing would also include wide receivers. That is the biggest no-no in general across leagues because yeah, there's some that are start three mandatory. Yes, sometimes you can start three, four, five of them with flexes included, maybe even six. But many times when you get a lineup like that flexibility, you get tight end premium. So you might it might be optimal to start multiple tight ends for yourself in super flex that takes away any viable quarterback takes away a flex consideration. And also we build up running backs in our reservoir and our cupboard on our bench. And what that means is when, when they hit, you're going to put them in your lineup as well. So it may look right now, like, Oh, I'm going to start five wide receivers. I'm going to start six wide receivers. Of course I need nine or 10 of them on your roster. You really don't, Uh, maybe week one, maybe week two, but you're going to be looking at premiums. You probably want to be stronger at quarterback, stronger at tight end in those premium formats. And then as the injuries find you at running back, they are going to find your lineup as well. So I always talk about the minimum is having, and, and again, I, I'm not going to get into the weeds with quarterback and tight end because I think that's going to depend heavily on what the format is on how many make sense on your roster as well as the roster size. But a good rule of thumb the minimum threshold to have more running backs on your roster than wide receivers. And then second level would be 1.5 X, uh, running backs to wide receivers. And then finally, you'd love to have double the running backs to wide receivers. And so that means, you know, if it's a format that applies to have five wide receivers, then because it's start three, and you're like, yeah, you know, I, I don't have a really rock solid four. I need a fifth guy. Uh, I get that. You know, if your fifth guy is Mike Evans, that's not a bad place to be either. Uh, I, I just had a recent startup team build. That's exactly that. Mike Evans is the wide receiver five or even wide receiver six, but that's not a long term plan. That's probably a shorter term plan because the goal is to get as tight of a, t- a top three, four, five as possible. But if you have five wide receivers, the goal would be to get to 10 running backs and 90-something percent of dynasty rosters are deep enough to make that uh, to make that balance and to make that ratio work. So number one is solidify the starting lineup. Uh, and then number two is rebalancing your roster because you do want to draft best player available in your rookie draft. You do want to take advantage of the opportunities in the trading market and on the waiver wire, but you also want to make sure when it comes time to be in August, September mode of looking at running backs every single week and every single nook and cranny, you want to make sure that you have the roster spots to do so. And if you have roster cloggers at other positions, it can be really tough to to turn that key and actually take over more running back roster spots. Number three, create your watch list. Uh, This is always a good activity. You finished your rookie draft. It may be the next week, but it also may be August by the time you have another waiver wire run. And so, creating your watch list. This is something on my fantasy league, for example. You can create a, a giant list. So, what I like to do sometimes is go in my most shallow format and put in every single free agent that's there uh, that that I think I could see picking up. And then you can copy that over uh, from it, to any of your other leagues. And they may may not all be roster. They may, may not all be available. Excuse me, but you can still. Uh, have that carry over i like to go through each one individually because i think it gives me a fresh look if it's tight and premium i might look uh, closer at that position if it's super flex i'm going to look at some some key backup quarterbacks but creating that watch list i feel is the fast track so that when you do set your waiver wire then you will have that working list, that 1.0, because it's easy to forget a player because they might not be available in your specific league. And you go through and you're like, yeah, I'm setting four or five waiver wires in season. We get in the, mold, the mode, but it's hard in June, July, August to really Get that rhythm of doing every single one of them, but you might be looking for certain players where you're like, "Oh, running back X, I'm kind of looking to add add him in all my leagues, and he's typically available. But running back Y might be randomly available in one of your leagues, and it's not the 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 most shallow one. So I think you have to be careful not to miss somebody because that's always one of the biggest regrets. Is you go, you set your waiver wire, but you forgot about a certain player, and then someone else picked them up for cheap or just you weren't even in the bidding for them. Number four, set your waiver wire. Uh, This is one where once, once it's turned on, you know, once they're past the rookie draft or annual draft, uh, moment in, in the calendar, then a lot of times you can set your waiver wire and it may be, I have so many leagues where they're offset. It could be the very next Tuesday or Wednesday after the rookie draft is over. It could be a random point, three weeks later, it could be in August. So in general, unless you're going to keep a Google calendar, which is also a good idea of just going through and having the alert for when your waiver wire starts, Because once you get to a certain point and typically it's before week one, I would say then, because some of them might be frozen until then, then you're going to go in and you're going to set all of them like it's week four. Then you're not going to have a problem from that point forward. But missing the first one is a big deal. So if anything, I mentioned creating your watch list, but you can even go one step farther and you can set your waiver wire itself. It may change. You may get, you you may actually, I'm always pretty conservative about my bidding in the off season because a lot of times that goes all the way through the regular season and you don't want to blow your budget. Rarely does a player qualify as spending a high percentage of your budget this time of year. They're all spec plays. Therefore... Uh, You know, if you set, if I would say if you overset your waiver wire, oh, dollar bid here, dollar bid there. And you accidentally, you know, there's a player that say the waiver doesn't run for a month and that player doesn't look as good. Then you only spent a dollar on that player. So I would rather do that as the mistake and say, well, I over uh, set my waiver wire preemptively and you can always go back and adjust it. But in case you forget, I think it's better to set those low level bids on maybe players that, Uh, are interesting now and they might not be as interesting in a few weeks or later in the summer if you forget versus completely forgetting to set your waiver wire at all. So that is number four about setting your waiver wire. And number five, Keep your ear to the ground. Uh, I think there's so many situations where people start chattering about in their in their dynasty leagues, whether it's a waiver wire, it's a league chat, uh, it could be DMs with you, could be a number of things, and they're, they're, they're dispelling information. You can build up your knowledge base on them as an owner. You can build up your knowledge base on... Maybe they're looking to sell. Uh, I've seen fire sales happen at various points. You would think it's when a team takes over. It could be when trading opens up. Um, But I've seen it in the summer. I've seen it in August. I've seen it uh, at various points. And you do not want to be left out if they are fire sailing production players that could help your lineup. They're looking to sell anybody and everything of value to get picks. This is why you need to be open to selling your picks because that might be the only thing they want, whether they're fire sailing in, July or October, you know, you may not have the exact choice young players that they want, but picks are pretty much universal currency for teams in that situation. So make sure if you if you're hearing that a play you know, open for business, looking to make trades, looking to shake it up, all these types of phrases that if you're not involved or at least aware or at least checking in periodically with your league chat, the message board, or any type of communication channel for your league. You're going to miss out and then you're going to see some sell low on on a player or them shedding two or three starters for a few picks then it's all on you i mean just you are on the side and uh you weren't even involved in the process so going over those top five once again we have solidify your starting lineup turn some of those what-ifs into valuable consolidation pieces number two rebalance your roster number three create your watch list number four set your waiver wire. Number five, keep your ear to the ground for those uh, tips and uh, tricks and possible avenues you have to maximize your trade market across your league. Wanted to mention a few things available over at utcdiety.com. If you sign up as a three-month or longer trade calculator subscriber, Custom Startup Draft Boards, These are key. When you are building out your team initially, you start a new league, you're getting ready, you're excited. It's June, July, time to build my new Dynasty League at the portfolio. You want a custom draft board. So many formats now are including tight end premium. Uh, They have funky scoring, uh, maybe a funky starting lineup, some combination of all of that. A lot of the formats I have added over the last 12 months have been some form of tight end premium with two tight end with premium scoring. It could be 1.75. 1.75. It could be 1.5. It could be tiered PPR. There's so many twists and turns. Good luck finding that with other trade calculators. Good luck. These are custom built from the dra- ground up. They're going to be ordered by positional ADP and you're going to go out there and you're going to crush it, whether it's a draft, whether it's an auction. So you just have to special request it. You sign up for the trade calculator. And I have plenty of people that sign up because they want a draft board. And that alone is a good deal, but they also end up using it to crush trades after the fact. Uh, just by signing up for the trade calculator as they normally would from that point forward. Also recent content at UTHDynasty.com, always current dynasty trade calculator values. Um, th- this is one where we need to know the market, you know, Dalvin cook gets released. Alexander Madison need to know what his trade is uh trade market is. And so these are all things that are going to be updated every single week and season. But as applicable, when something happens, that player and ancillary connected players are also adjusted in the Dynasty Trade Calculator over at UTH. Also, a rookie auction interrogation room that I participated in uh, with a co-owner. That is coming out this coming week. Also, feature shows on a comparable prospect and uh, spectrum for, and future cast of production for players like Josh Palmer. Jerry Judy, Wanda Robinson, Chigo Conquo, McCall Hardman, just to name a few. And then we have James Robinson out of New England. Last week did a full feature show on what now, what is the action plan in New England for those running backs? I mentioned UTH Patreon and some of the content available over there over the past week, because it's all unique. You're going to get access to the VIP chat. If you have your rookie draft coming up, you get the UTH NFL Draft Guide for 2023. It's about 40 pages. It has a complete comparable prospect uh, spectrum for players. Uh, for all the applicable rookies, you're going to get historical data. You're going to get the decision-making matrix for your rookie draft. And that's available for free if you sign up as an All-Pro for at least one month. And you're going to get access to the VIP chat, which is We do polls, we talk about uh, discussions, there's a bunch of different rooms, depending on what you want to talk about a startup draft a rookie draft, or just player news and general dynasty trading. Also content over there. How about Jordan Love and Will Levis? How do they look in the quarterback model for UTH? Also a show, I show show my soul, Uh, my worst trades of 2022 lessons learned with some of those dynasty missteps. How can these trades go wrong? And the thought process when I made them. Finally, we have a VIP show auction mechanics uh, talking about how to improve with that type of team building. And then also George Pickens and the perimeter deep threat NFL wide receiver role. What does that look like fantasy-wise historically? And are we concerned uh, about that profile? What do players like that need to do to improve their fantasy production going forward? All right, that's going to do it this week. Thanks so much for listening as always. And until next time, never settle, refuse to be average, and keep building those dynasties.